You ever just want to cry, like just out of nowhere? That that sums up how I feel most of the time right now. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, like 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 you know like you're thinking, you know, you're, like you're doing something throughout the day, and then suddenly like a wave of blue just hits you. Yeah. Ever happen? Yeah, I think that's called depression, Jesse. Okay, moving on. Um, uh, welcome back to the Uncooked Rice Show. Um, I brought Jesslyn back for another episode because most people seem to like her more than I do. More than well, not more than I do. More than me. People liked her more than me. That's I think the better. I think you just hinted that you hate me. Yeah, yeah, that's about true. Yeah, um, I already knew that though. So. <laughs> but here you are. Welcome back. Hello. Um, how have you been since your first? recording of our podcast um i've been pretty good i've been keeping busy with work i have school now seeing friends so yeah it's been pretty good pretty good i mean it's getting hotter isn't it it's, it's very hot in this room right now yeah we, it's a very it's a sauna i painted the walls black but you know it's he, there's no like circulation i, think, I don't think room. painting the walls black has anything to do with circulation really? or no, well, how I warm think, it like, is in I, here it's like wearing black makes you warmer right that's because it like attracts light you know but when you're inside i mean like, i guess is, you, yeah i don't i'm not a science nerd you know i'm studying economics it's not my thing i think you learn about this in like third grade you though. know what just because i learn about it doesn't mean i take it in yeah, I mean that's that sums up high school. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, I, pretty much, um, I wanted to sort of talk to you too because, um, a certain a few weeks ago, I think at the start of quarantine, start of summer, uh, I'm sure you know because you were on the panel. I started this, I guess, web series. Uh, I only did it twice, but beyond the point, I started this thing, uh, this webinar where, like, you know, first year students, well, students who just finished first year university sort of gave their advice and their input to high school students, right? Uh, it was called Unqualified or the Unqualified series. Um, and I was reflecting back on it. And there was a, the reason why I stopped doing it after the second one was because there's just too much you know, technical difficulties. And more and more people and more and more organizations were putting those kinds of stuff out there. So I didn't want to oversaturate the market. But beyond that, ah, that's a business term for you. Um, but beyond that, it was I was thinking about like how I managed to plan it and sort of the process that went to it. And there, I guess, it got me thinking back to, like, all the other leadership experiences that I've had in the past, right? We're planning big events, whether it's student council or the organization the organization that we were both a part of, Rich City Idol, right? Um, and me personally, I've always been a very, I guess, in a sense, laid back than most. Um, you're looking at me funny, but, like, in the sense that, you know... Uh, I, I, I don't mind a bit of chaos or a bit of, you know, um, mishaps from happening time to time. Um, but, like, the events that we did, there were mistakes, right? Um, and there are mistakes that come up whether you like it or not. And there's this idea that, you know, or, like, this pressure that if you do something, you should do it well. And you should at least try to get it damn near perfect, right? And knowing you, I know that you've struggled a bit with perfectionism. And I was wondering if you sort of wanted to talk a bit about that sort of struggle and how you are trying to overcome it or sort of like move away from this idea that you always have to be perfect in what you're doing or that you always have to try to appear perfect, right? Yeah, I think that's something that only in the past, I would say maybe year or so that I've actually like looked at me like, hmm, maybe I should change that because for most of 
even like starting in elementary school, like all the way through high school, it was like a, you have to do this and you have to do it really well. And I had no like pressure from anyone or not even from my parents to get like a hundred percent in all my courses. I just kind of created it by myself. And that I'm not a very, here's the thing. I'm not good at sports by any means. You know that. Like I'm so bad at sports. So I got to be competitive somewhere else. That was like my mindset. So for me, that kind of shifted over to like my academics and my extracurriculars where I had no competition and there was no ranking. There was no game. It was me. But for some odd reason, I was like, I have to win with no prize and no one's telling me to do this. And it was an expectation I set out for myself and I pushed myself so hard to do everything. So it was from joining as many clubs as I could and and like trying to be like part of the executive team to all of my courses where I was like, I was trying so hard in all of them. It wasn't even... It, it, of course you should try hard in school but it's to a point of where I just hated everything I was doing but I just did it purely to finish it and that's where it got really bad in that sense and now I'm trying to like step back and just do what I can and like accept that I'm not going to do everything to 100% and it's completely outrageous to even believe that like it's still a process like obviously no one's perfect and I think everyone still struggles with you know, like accepting what you did was what you could give at the time. And I don't think that's something that ever goes away. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like um, when I was like lead producer, Rich the Idol, right? There was a lot of pressure to, you know, wanting to make that event good or make that event, you know, the best it could be, whether that's through, you know, defining success of the event, either through like the number of ticket sales you get or like the development and the quality of development of like the volunteers and the people involved, right? Um so like looking back, like I, when I was in that role in that position and on that executive team, there was a lot of times where I felt pressured to have to be so many different things at the same exact time, right? Whether it's, you know, I have to be this spokesperson for the event and I have to make sure that, you know, all the volunteers are being mentored or know what the hell they're doing, even though at times I might know what the hell I'm fucking doing, right? Um, I was wondering for you, like, what was the most like, do you have any examples or experiences where you had to struggle with perfectionism? And, like, what what was the most difficult part of having to struggle with that? Even going back to Rich City Idol, like, the last few months of leading up to the show where it's really crunch time for the marketing team because you got to produce everything and then you have to send it off to our, our printer. And I kind of realized that I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been doing this wrong the entire time. Like, my timeline was all screwed up. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was not even close to preparing. I felt so bad for my team. So I'm like, yeah, so can you finish, like, seven different things for, like, the end of the week? And it was me trying so hard to make sure everything was done and like to really like stick to this plan that I had because I had this timeline I'm like oh this is beautiful I'm going to stick to it right away and that just clearly never happened and like thinking back to Rich City Idol I'm like yikes I am so sorry Natasha (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like if you're watching this I'm sorry but um it was definitely something where I realized that at the time with everything going on with other clubs like we were both our student council at my interact club with ap's with like getting to university getting into university like your own life you know like looking back i like feel like oh that was cringe but now i'm trying to look at it from like the approach where i at the time that was the best i could do and like even if i could do it all over again like yeah it would maybe be better because i would like know but 
there's no way I could have done it to perfection. Yeah, because I think when I reflect back on it, I think the reason why I was so focused on details, and sometimes that came at the cost of you know upsetting others, right? Because I think in an early dis- episode, I talked with somebody about this idea of trying to balance efficiency with respect to your team and your peers, right? And so wanting things to be perfect and like down to the nitty gritty and having your details all lined up and your timeline all perfectly synced, like focusing so much on those details and not the overall experience was always been difficult for me to understand too right and i think when it came down to it a lot of the times i think i upset a few people based on like what i wanted and to me it's always been about you know the results has always been what's important and i slowly started to change that thinking too i don't know if you would agree but like oftentimes you know just because the results isn't perfect or the results aren't what you expected as long as you had a good learning experience or a good journey towards that result you know it's probably worth it or like worth it to have done that experience yeah no that definitely like resonates with me because even now when I do work that's like I do it and I'm like okay yeah that that was fine like there were no like problems with it it doesn't really do much for me as a person like I don't feel like it was fulfilling at all but when I do something and it was a challenge I didn't do it perfectly and I had to try really hard to do it when I finish it I feel so much more accomplished than doing something perfectly did you ever feel like you had to take things into your own hands too much do you mean like a lot of times you couldn't trust others whether it's in a group project well I think group projects are the most like commonly relatable thing but like have you ever had that need or that desire to take things into your own hands and like not trust other people with that project yeah for me I I don't even think it was like a trust thing it was like I had certain expectations and it was just like I know these are my personal expectations and I can't expect everyone to have the same ones as me so I I guess you could say but looking back it sounds more of like a controlling thing like I needed to be in control just because of fear of failure honestly out of everything did you ever have to work with people who I guess, in a sense, um, you knew wouldn't live up to your expectations? Oh, yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, now I am much different in the sense that I am well aware (laughs) that no one's going to do things the exact same way that I do, which I think is a good thing, honestly. There's a lot of things that I can't do, right? But I used to just, like, be like, "Mm, okay, I'll just do everything then. And I was so used to doing that. And that's just a horrible thing to do, not only for yourself, but for that other person. Like, how demeaning is that, that, like... I don't think you could do this, so I'm just going to do it for you. Uh, yeah, no, I guess it is pretty demeaning, right? Like, But, like, sometimes there are certain groups where people are just lazy, right? And you yeah. can't trust them to do stuff. And I'm sure you've had experiences like that too, right? Where, like, they just really don't provide anything um, of value. That's a pretty shitty way to describe <laughs> well, someone. In the sense that they just don't bother, right? Like, you message them multiple times, they don't reply, and, like, it's the night before the assignment, and they haven't done any of their assigned parts, which you all, as a group, collectively agreed on, right? So, like, there were a lot of times for me when I was in high school and working on group projects um, where I had to stay overnight or, like, I had to, you know, have other group members stay, you know, awake overnight to try to finish these projects because some part of the group members weren't doing anything um, that they were assigned to, right? Um, but that's one part of it. But for the majority of the part, like, I had this struggle where I felt like I had to be in control. And I guess it is, like, a part of, like, the control freak aspect of it. Like, but for me, I've always thought it's more like I wanted, again, like, there are certain expectations that I have and I wanted things to be perfect. And the only way for me to, or, like, that project and that result to, you know, satisfy both my expectations and my perfectionism was that I had to take control of it. Yeah. But 
when you continue to go through life and your projects and your teamwork with that sort of mentality, when you do end up failing or not meeting your, your expectations, it becomes like a really bad, I guess, feeling, right? Um, have you ever had to struggle with that sort of like realization? Yeah. Okay. Well, are you aware of my 15-year plan? <laughs> I think so. I believe so. Okay. So when I was 15, I was like, I need a plan, like a solid life plan. Yeah, like so, Stalin, right? Yeah. What? Nothing. Go on. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I am making a 15-year plan. A 15-year-old me thinking I could control everything. So 15 to 30, right? So I'm like, okay. Everything's going to be just fine. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to go to UBC Sauter, which actually happened, which is, I guess I'm technically on track. Um, and then I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to go work at a really nice place and then get like come back and do my master's. And then I'm going to get married, yada, 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 have kids. Yada, yada. By the time I'm 30, I have a house and I'm rich and successful and really happy and I have kids or something, right? So I'm actually insane. Um, but... I've realized now that I am very unable to do that because <laughs> obviously things don't go to plan. And I think that mentality shaped everything I did. So everything I had a plan for, everything I like tried to micromanage and that's just not sustainable and it's a horrible way to live because you just, you don't see like what's good. You only focus on like, oh, that didn't go to plan. That was bad. That could have been better. And it's just such a negative way of looking at things and it's really hard to train yourself not to think like that when you've been doing it for now what almost four years <laughs> but it's something that I'm trying to fix so even like right now you know like thinking about what I just said five seconds ago or something like that or how I dress today you know like you just kind of gotta live and that's something that I think comes so easily to some people and I just wish I had that and it's so hard to train myself to do that again it's like that idea of like living in the moment right but like i can't do that either like i have to have at least a sense of idea of like what direction i want to go in in life right and sometimes you know you get stuck at a point where you are living your life but then you're like is this the life that i want to live in is this the life i should be living in and you hit that like weird fucking crisis moment and you're just like i'm still 19 i'm still 18 what the fuck am i thinking like i'm hitting this midlife crisis moment while i'm fucking 18 and you're like what the hell am i going to do when i'm 30 or 50 right um hopefully be dead by that no i'm kidding <laughs> no um but yeah like i guess with your journey so far what do you think is the best way to sort of deal with that 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 really bad idea of having a perfection perfectionism need for me what i don't think this is a good way to deal with it by any means but this is just how it worked out for me is i kind of hit like a rock bottom i know i say that and i'm like 18 and that just sounds really exactly. stupid because yeah, yeah, here yeah. i am i'm perfectly fine right but i just was i realized i just was not happy with what i was doing or like how i was like living my life and i went well what's stopping me from being happy and i just went i just care way too much about everything i'm not saying that you shouldn't care about things but obviously to the extent of where I was micromanaging everything, it was bad. So I just kind of stepped back and went, what can I do reasonably? And what can I not control? And from there, I'm like, well, I'm just going to, I do this thing on my calendar even where during the school year, I would just plan for a week. That's it. I would only set my calendar for a week and take it a week at a time or else I'd just be so overwhelmed and I was just freaking out about everything. And I just kind of limited myself slowly. So now that, you know, like when I go out, I don't think about like, oh, I have like three chapters to read when I get home. It's like, 
I'm just here. And that's what it is. And there's really no secret to it. I just feel like you have to force yourself <laughs> to do something that's so uncomfortable at first. Yeah. I think that's the thing with a lot of self-growth is that you have to force yourself to do what you're uncomfortable with. But I think the hardest part is even recognizing that and knowing what direction to go in. Right. And for me, that was just like closing my mind off to what I was doing presently. Yeah. I think that's a very, that's going to be very difficult for people to sort of understand too, right? Like stepping outside of your comfort zone to grow as an individual, as grow as a person. Um, because like it, it, all these negative traits, whether it's perfectionism or having the need to control everything in your life and micromanaging, it's a lot has to do with like, it's been ingrained in your mind for so long, right? And you've followed this philosophy. And even at times, if you are aware enough to know that it's really bad for you, it's that habit that's already been, you know, developed in you. It's hard to break, right? Um, but yeah, like I keep thinking back to my times as a leader and my experiences and I'm trying to th think like, is there anything I could have done better? Should I have known something that I shouldn't, that I didn't know at that time? Um, or should I have done something or didn't do some, don't do something that I, you know, that would have made the event better or made me think of the event been a better way or the opportunity and the experience in a better way, um, than how I think of it now. Right. Um, but overall what I think I've settled on the philosophy that I've settled on is that you know like you said too it's a lot of the times it's just about caring too much and I will specify this in the sense that you're caring too much about the wrong things too right um but like for you and your experience with RCI maybe with Interact Club and Student Council like what do you think looking back what do you think you should be focused you should have focused on rather than what you did focus on I think what I focused on mainly were these big expectations I set for myself. Thinking back to like the timeline, right? I had these big goals. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's going to be great. But then when things didn't go to plan, I just kind of went, well, if it's not going to happen, then like why try for that? And I didn't focus on what I had presently. It wasn't about utilizing what I had at the time and the opportunities I had. It was just thinking about, oh, darn, I could have done that instead. Like, remember back when we wanted to do, like, that fashion show for Covenant House? Right. That just never happened. So I went, well, like, if my big, like, my big thing just didn't happen, then, like, obviously there's no purpose to this. Like, I just got so, like, defeated almost. And it wasn't like a, oh, no, that's fine. Like, we have so many other opportunities. It was like a, well, that's not going to plan. So we'll just throw away the plan. You know what I mean? And it was just such a bad way that I did it and I really wish that I just went like I have this amazing opportunity to like create change in my community and I was just sad that I couldn't do the big thing I wanted in the first place so uh you worked with me we worked we together quite a few times unfortunately already. unfortunately yeah um so yeah we worked together for like a few organizations as it's well known unfortunately but I mean there have been times where I have I guess, sacrificed a lot of, you know, um, team development or like, I guess, um, what, what would you call that? Like team, team, team Ener like, mentality? What's yeah. That? Team, just for like, like your general cohesiveness. Yeah. For like really, really unnecessary details in hindsight. Right. I mean, I wouldn't label like team bonding and cohesiveness as <laughs> meaningless details. No, no, no. I meant like four meaningless details. Like for things like, oh. oh, for like results, that sort of okay, thing, right? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I would be very direct, be very mm -hmm. blunt in for the reasons of like wanting the results to be efficient and effective, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
and that you know I guess it's been a learning journey like a journey for me where like I've had to realize that you know results aren't everything um I remember I, I I've rubbed off the wrong way on many many execs on my team throughout my years with leadership experience I'm still around you're so still around so I'm I, fine I, that's fine I've but survived like, Jesse you have it's you know it's I should give you like an award like a certificate I would love for, one like no. a little like medal or something that's terrible or like a button I'd be happy if you gave me like a button um but yeah I was wondering for you like what are some of the lessons that you learned through your leadership experiences when it comes to your own style of either like working on a team or working on a project Oddly enough, my micromanaging in giant team setting, I don't don't know if you remember from what it was like to work with me, but I try to treat everything kind of like a like a friend group bonding. Did you just crack your neck? (laughs) Did you just get whiplash willingly? Ow. No, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Was it really that bad working with me? I just tried to kill myself on camera. Um, No, go ahead. But yeah, um, I don't know. The way I approached working in teams or being a leader is that I tried to make like a very like warm and welcoming environment. Like I tried to be as friendly as possible. And I feel like sometimes that would be really confusing because I feel like, yeah, everything's fine. Like I love everything you bring to the table, which I I love like working in teams. And then like the next week would come and be like, oh my God, I am so stressed. We have to do so many things. And it was just so turbulent working with me, I feel like. But that's what I do regret is that I, I didn't have the right mentality. Like, I had these plans and I had like my timelines and then I went, okay, well, my theory is that everything will be fine as long as I'm happy about it, you know? So I tried to do that, but clear that it's not going to happen all the time. And sometimes you do have to be a bit more like stern or blunt. And I feel like it was very confusing work with me because I can't even define what like my leadership style was. And I feel like it's really hard for anyone to. I think yours was, I think your issue was more about inconsistency, right? Um, I think mine was more about being, I guess, too aggressive or like too, um, as you said, like too stern and too direct at times, right? Um, But again, it's all like, I guess it's all the learning process. Mm. Um, Would you say that you've sort of understood what went wrong and sort of you understand what you need to change? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand it fully because there's still a lot of things that, you know, obviously I need to work on and there's still growth to be done in a leadership position. I don't think you can ever max out as a leader, you know? So there's obviously some big things that I see. I'm like, oh, that was a really bad decision or I should have approached that differently. And a lot of it has to do with overthinking and not just being really simple about it and building from the ground up. I feel like I would focus on things like that didn't matter as much as like your core so like let's say with rich city idol your core is to have like a successful show and then from there you're like okay well everyone has to have a good experience everyone needs to learn something you know like contribute and then things have to move smoothly and i feel like i ignored the whole logical order and i kind of just dove into it and it was kind of like a ball pit and started just throwing things together you know and i think i want to bring this to like a bigger topic too like a lot of times like um whether it's perfectionism or it's like controlling uh like that controlling nature a lot of the I guess the negative feelings and negative emotions that comes as a result of these, I guess, negative aspects of a person comes from expectations. I don't know if you'll agree, but like when you go into something with an expectation and you set high expectations for that and it ends up not, you know, meeting, either meeting it or like completely being what you didn't expect, right? A lot of the times you become, 
really upset at that fact that something that you've emotionally invested into has not manifested in the way that you wanted it to do right and so i was wondering for you like how much of how many times do you think that your expectations led to you becoming more upset about the fact that you know it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen oh all the time literally everything i did i never like met the expectations i had in my head so every time I did something, I everyone, I remember like, I don't know, like, you know, when you talk to your family relatives, they're like, what are you doing? And then you tell them, you're like, oh my gosh, that's like a lot of stuff. Like, are you okay? Like, that's crazy. Congrats. And I would sit there and be like, well, like, not really. It's like, not that great. And like, this is wrong and that's wrong. And it was just such, such a bad thing to do for me. But I don't know. I Now I'm definitely in a place where I'm learning to like celebrate everything I do instead of just looking at, well, that could have been better, you know? I guess, Justin, with your experience and your journey so far, what would you say is the best way to help deal with this idea that you don't have to be perfect all the time and you don't have to do your, you know, be this idea of perfectionism to everyone? Celebrate what you have accomplished. Like even, I don't know, let's say you get, what, 90% on something. Like that's an amazing grade. But I would be like, well, there's 10% to go, you know? But the fact that you could even get there in the first place is something I feel like we, we aren't really taught to celebrate. I remember thinking like when I would do something, I'm like, oh, I, I shouldn't think this is great because people out there have done so much more than me. And it's like, whatever, I don't really want to honk my own horn or whatever, toot my own horn. What does that say? Toot your own horn? Yeah, I think that's it. Anyways, but I feel like you have to start f- training yourself to just celebrate what you've done. And that's a really hard thing to do. But starting there kind of sets like the framework for you to look at what you've done and feel proud about it and not just think about what else you could have done or the other ways you could have done it. And I feel like this is what we talked about even when the first time I sat down with you. It's just... It's a lot about just, you know, accepting the fact that you're not everything's perfect. Not everything's going to be perfect. Never. Life's a fucking chaos and a shithole of a fucking mess. Um, but as long as you are able to live... And try your best to do things that you enjoy rather than having to spend so much time focusing on what others think of you or like how you want to succeed in life or like all the like the minor details that you really get lost in hindsight. Like once a few years go by, you know, it's not going to matter much. Right. But again, it's difficult because like the society pressures you to think of yourself and to like make ways to make yourself stand out. Right. And so there's a competitive nature to it. And it's a disadvantage for most kids. But I agree with you, like, you have to at one point, some point, learn to celebrate everything that you've done so far. And, like, even if you didn't do something to the full extent that you could have, you know, you there's no point looking back and, you know, trying to change something that you can't change. Unless there is something you can change, right? That's true. Also, having a good support system, amazing. Like, having people who will be like, you just did, like, such a great job. You know, because you're never, it's hard for you to say that to yourself. Like, how often do you look in the mirror and be like, hey, you did good today, you know? Right. But having, like, a good, like, friend group or even, like, your family support you means so much because it validates what you did because sometimes you don't even notice what you've done, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of kids don't have that because a lot of kids, we are often taught not to brag, I suppose, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. talk about our issues, especially, like, Asian Asian traditions and Asian culture, right? And so it's hard to talk about our feelings, right? And sometimes a lot of that, you know, gets construed as whining and complaining, right? So it's even more difficult to be able to talk about that with your friends. Um, But I agree, having a good support system is always helpful. 
like having that hype man or like hype gang you know yeah. I, I don't know if i should say that i don't think that's politically correct hype hype like a group of friends to support you i think that's a good step in trying to support yourself honestly if you don't have a good support system dm me i'll hype you up all right <laughs> on that note actually, on that note actually <laughs> jesselyn can you remind people how they can find you on the internet yeah you can my name is jesselyn chen you can find me on any platform really i don't have twitter though um should you get twitter i don't know i've been trying to get into twitter i don't but I can't. really want twitter i don't really feel like everyone wants to listen to my thoughts all the time um i don't really know what i'd tweet be like hey just got off the subway i don't know you think i take the subway you think oh. i like i'm like scared of buses i don't know what it is they freak me out that sounds so privileged because it is but I, I can drive, so I guess, like, I don't need to take the bus. All right, what's her, what was it? At Jessalyn. Or Chen. Oh, Jessalyn? at Jessalyn.Chen, and then Jessalyn Chen on Facebook. And I'm not giving out my Snapchat because it's embarrassing, and I made it in sixth grade. What about LinkedIn? <laughs> oh, LinkedIn, Jessalyn Chen. All right, perfect. Thank you for your time, Jessalyn. Anytime.